getting to know Department of Homeland Security Secretary-designate Kirsten Nielsen and the trouble credit reporting agencies have in managing adware and malware. These stories and more coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. She comes to the job ready to roll with a good background and experiences, particularly on cyber. And to have someone who can jump into the fray and not have to learn on the job, I think, is a good thing. That's Frank Silafo. He's director of Georgetown University's Center for Cyber and Homeland Security. He was speaking about a former senior fellow at the think tank, Kirsten Nielsen. President Donald Trump last week nominated Nielsen to be Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Nielsen is a protege of former Marine General John Kelly, who had been DHS Secretary until Trump tapped Kelly to be the White House Chief of Staff in July. Nielsen served as Kelly's Chief of Staff at DHS and eventually moved with him to the White House, serving as Deputy Chief of Staff. Nielsen had worked at DHS before and during the George W. Bush administration, served as special assistant to the president for Homeland Security and senior director for prevention, preparedness, and response on the White House Homeland Security Council. Stuart Baker is a former DHS assistant secretary for policy during the first Bush administration, and he credits Nielsen as being a significant force in cybersecurity policymaking at DHS during the early months of the Trump administration. During that period, it was Kristen's familiarity with the issues that allowed the department to kind of skate through a time of considerable uncertainty and uh, lack of personnel. The fact that the department was reasonably sure-footed in that period, including making the determination to ban Kaspersky software from civilian side of government, uh, her understanding of those issues probably was the key to the department getting through that eight or nine month period. Chris Pearson is Chief Security Officer and General Counsel at Viewpoint and served on DHS's Data Privacy and Integrity Advisory Committee and Cybersecurity Subcommittee. Pearson says Nielsen's experience at DHS, along with her deep knowledge of the department's component agencies and cybersecurity, should serve her well as secretary. Cybersecurity underpins everything. It's not just defending the government network. It's not just reaching out to the private sector. It's literally everything that DHS is. ICE. That's Immigration and Customs Enforcement. The system at the border all depends upon good cybersecurity. The Secret Service falls under DHS, once again, critical for cybersecurity. The Coast Guard, once again, under DHS, critical for cybersecurity. All of the different detective and preventative controls that the Department of Homeland Security has that it relies upon are dependent upon this trust layer of cybersecurity and being able to protect and defend the United States and its uh, critical infrastructures. Much of the job of the secretaries is going to be understanding that, understanding the role that cybersecurity plays, and more importantly, understanding how to think differently, how to pivot around these topics, and how to bring uh, strategy as well as uh, tactical uh, prowess uh, to uh, cybersecurity as we move forward. Salafo says Nielsen brings a strong grasp of DHS policy and its operational and bureaucratic challenges and opportunities. She also understands where DHS fits among other federal departments and agencies. 
obviously working with colleagues in the intelligence community on the threat side, with law enforcement such as FBI on the cybercrime side, and the private sector is, is critical. Marrying up those components to ensure there is few seams in our prevention, response, and recovery efforts is important. Salafo characterizes Nielsen as hardworking and will take the time to understand the issues that she'll face. And he says she gets things done. By and large, what you would have here is one of the very few cabinet members who can go toe-to-toe and speak with the analysts at the NKIC at DHS and understand their day-to-day concerns, but also have the ability to not only understand the technical considerations of a particular threat challenge or the like, but also to step back and see how it fits into the broader Homeland Security mission, whether it's a foreign counterintelligence issue, a counterterrorism issue, or just a crime issue. What I think you have is someone who can talk with the intelligence analysts, who can talk with the threat analysts, who can talk with the CERT team and not only have an understanding of what they're doing, but be completely conversant in what they're uh, struggling with. And then from a governance perspective, to elevate these issues from a, from a policy and operational perspective. I think that a differentiator and a strong suit in what Kirsten will bring to the fight. A yet-to-be-scheduled Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee hearing will be held to consider Nielsen's nomination. So far, the only serious rub against Nielsen that has surfaced has nothing to do with cybersecurity. As special assistant to President Bush in 2005, Nielsen coordinated communications within the administration during the federal government's botched response to Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. When we return after this brief message, you'll hear about the credit reporting agencies Equifax and TransUnion falling victim to dodgy code that redirected users to adware and malware. Neither of the companies were victim to a hack, but rather their own inattentiveness. This is the ISMG Security Report. ISMG's Healthcare Security Summit will take place November 14th and 15th in New York City. Keynote address will be provided by Jim Ralph, Chief Security Officer, Aetna Global Security, followed by other industry-leading CISOs from organizations like Blue Cross Blue Shield, New York Presbyterian, Hospital for Special Surgery, and more. Visit events.ismg.io and register today. We're back. Credit reporting services continue to have problems managing their websites in regards to adware and malware. ISMG Security and Technology Editor Jeremy Kirk filed this report. Security researchers have discovered websites run by credit bureaus Equifax and TransUnion were both affected by dodgy code that redirected users to adware and malware. Both issues are fixed, but the situations beg questions about how closely the companies monitor their online security. As a result, Equifax has disabled part of its website. The TransUnion website, which is designed for customers in Central America, has been fixed and is no longer redirecting people to questionable destinations. For Equifax, it's the latest in a string of worrying findings about its online operations. In early September, the company disclosed a devastating data breach affecting 145.5 million consumers in the US, UK, and Canada. Neither of the companies were victim to a hack, but rather their own inattentiveness. 
Both sites were running the same bit of third-party code, which is a JavaScript library called FireClick. FireClick was a small web analytics company that was acquired by Digital River in 2004, and the script in question appears to be several years old. On Equifax's site, users encountered the script when trying to download a credit report. With TransUnion, anyone who browsed to the main domain for its site for Central America encountered it. What happened after that was varied. The script essentially redirects several times, bouncing users to various bad domains. On Equifax's site, one security researcher found it redirected him to a page that encouraged the installation of Flash Player. That's immediately worrying, as fake Flash downloads are a sign of malware. In that case, an advertising software program was downloaded. Several tests of TransUnion site showed it bounced users to scammy surveys, fake flash players, and in one case, an exploit kit. Exploit kits attack users' computers looking for software vulnerabilities that can be exploited. The problem here is that both companies were using an outdated third-party library that had been compromised. Corrupting such libraries is a powerful way to affect many sites, and at least a thousand other websites use the same bit of JavaScript. So how can companies avoid this? Such scams are actually quite hard to detect. Jerome Segura is a lead intelligence analyst with Malwarebytes. He says that companies need to keep an inventory of software assets and components and make sure that older ones are cycled out when they're end of life. Otherwise, it can be embarrassing. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Finally, one of the leading thought leaders in cybersecurity died last week of pancreatic cancer. For nearly two decades, Doug Johnson was the go-to guy on information risk management and cybersecurity at the Financial Services Trade Group, the American Bankers Association. He served as the ABA Senior Vice President and Chief Advisor for Payments and Cybersecurity Policy for the past three and a half years. Remembering Johnson is my ISMG colleague, Bank Info Security Executive Editor, Tracy Kitten. Tracy, why was Johnson so influential within the banking sector's risk management and cybersecurity circles? Doug Johnson spent his entire career, Eric, in the banking industry. He was with the ABA for nearly 20 years, and, and before that, he held banking positions. He really saw the evolution of financial services and banking and really saw the need for cybersecurity. And at the ABA, he led the charge on risk management and cybersecurity, being the representative for banking institutions throughout the country. He carried the torch, if you will, for the banking industry when it came to some of the conflict that bankers had with retailers in recent years over cybersecurity. And as you recall, a lot of this kind of heated up with the target breach, but we'd seen this conflict years before. Doug Johnson was really there to represent the needs of banking organizations and was really there to show that cybersecurity needs to be an equal playing field, whether you're in financial services on the retail side or financial services on the banking side. Here's Johnson from an interview that I had with him last year talking about the issue related to cybersecurity among retailers and bankers. We're really trying to ensure that to the greatest extent possible, all businesses adhere to the the same level of, of data security. That data security standard is scalable. One of the things that, that we continually hear from the retail side is that you know banks have to have a higher level of security than the retail environment does. Our response to that is, has always been that even the smallest credit union has to abide by Gramm-Leach-Bliley. 
the smallest credit union, which is maybe akin to the size of uh, the smallest coffee shop, actually has the same requirements, but those requirements scale to the size of the institution and the risk that that institution presents to the overall environment and the kind of sensitive data that that entity has. Tracy, what are some of your personal remembrances and thoughts about uh, Johnson? When I learned last week that Doug Johnson had passed away, I was very saddened. You know, just kind of went back through some archives thinking about some of the interviews that he and I had. Eric, he's one of the first people that I started interviewing when I came here to Information Security Media Group back in May of 2010. I talked with Doug Johnson about everything from account takeover to DDoS attacks to some of the conflicts that bankers had with retailers. He was just genuinely a a really nice guy and a very well-informed individual when it comes to cybersecurity issues facing banking. I can't think of any story that I ever worked on that I couldn't quote Doug Johnson. In fact, I probably would have quoted him in everything. Thing if I could have, but I didn't want to overuse him as a source. Thanks, Tracy, for that remembrance of Doug Johnson. Thank you, Eric. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.